Welcome to our C3 Grow podcast. Wherever you are today, we hope that this message encourages you. We'd love to see you in person at one of our three locations, Howick, Ormiston, and Suva. Visit c3grow.org for details. See that most of our performances have been around Jesus' light and transformative power. And we're going to be speaking about that this morning and glorifying him in the process. Emily read from John chapter 1, verses 1 to 4. And John is a very interesting writer because he goes right back to the very beginning. He chooses to tell us about Jesus's divine nature and how he is the source of all life, for in him all things were made and nothing was made that was not in him. The word was with God and was God and the word became flesh and dwelt amongst us and all things were made through Jesus Well, you only have to open your eyes and appreciate the glory of the Lord. David says, the heavens declare the glory of the Lord. The skies are filled with his majesty. Did you know in heaven, they are constantly praising the Lord who sits on the throne. For salvation belongs to the Lord who sits on the throne. To Jesus who sits on the right hand side next to the Father. All of the angels Praise him and give him honor and worthy. Do you know in Revelations chapter 4, the angels surround the throne and day and night they never stop praising God. Day and night they cry out, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. Whenever the living creatures give glory and honor to Jesus and God, thanks to him who sits on the throne and who lives forever and ever, the 24 elders fall down on their feet and they too sit at the throne and worship themselves. Holy, holy, holy. Worthy is our Lord and God to receive all glory and honor and power for he has created all things. The breath that you breathe in your lungs today is because of Jesus. He's worthy to praise. Whatever you're going through, whatever circumstance, whatever trial you're going through, he's worthy to be praised. Whatever it is that you're facing, whatever setback it was, he's worthy to be praised. Always. For the angels praise him. It doesn't matter what's happening on earth. He's praised regardless. And all of nature in all of its majesty reveals the glory of God. Every single day. Every second of every day. Of every hour. He is praised. I want to tell you this morning. Jesus is worthy to be praised. This Christmas season. Now and always. No matter what happens in your life. Praise him. We need to have an attitude of praise. The angels have an attitude of praise. The three wise men traveled far seeking after who is this king that they've been speaking about. They laid down their thrones. This king is worthy to be praised. There is no one like him. There's no other name like the name of Jesus. 
where every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that he is the Lord of Lords and King of Kings. I want to challenge you this morning. Whatever idol is before you, whatever thing it is that you have put before Jesus, lay it down. Lay it down. He's the only king worthy of praise. Lay it down. The kings lay down what they had. Whatever gift and talent you have today, lay it down before the Lord. You use it. You use my life for your glory, Lord. Lay it down. Lay it down before the king. The only one that's worthy of all of the praise and honor. For we are created to worship him in all that we do. You know, one of the flowers I love is the humble sunflower. And uh, it does reflect the glory of God, I believe, really. Because it always looks to the sun. And that's probably why it's called a sunflower. Because it actually starts to even look like the sun, really. And it is constantly seeking after the sun. And I did a little bit of research around the sunflower. And actually, it has an inbuilt clock that whenever the sun rises at dawn time, the sunflower will follow the sun throughout the day. It will position itself and follow and seek after the sun throughout the day. So, too, are we called to seek Jesus in all that we do throughout the day, regardless of what's happening around you. Seek after him. Seek after him. Seek his presence. Seek his grace in all you do. And you too will begin to look like him. Just like the sunflower. He is a source of all things. You know, in the Old Testament, they were given the Torah the word of the Lord. In the New Testament, we're blessed, for he came and dwelt amongst us. The word was with us. And it's kind of like those shepherds, isn't it? When they set off at night, they had a tent to, go, to keep watch over the flock at night. And so it is that Jesus keeps watch over us, his sheep against predators, guarding, protecting us every day, interceding for us before the throne of God. He gives us his robe of righteousness to wear. There is nothing on this earth that we need that is not supplied by Jesus being our source. He is a source of life, the giver of life. He protects, guides, and leads us the great shepherd, the great I am. In the book of John, Jesus proclaims the seven I am's. One of them is, I am the bread of life. I have all you need to sustain you. Your daily needs are met by me. Your physical needs are met by me. Your emotional needs are met by me. I am the light of the world. You know, in the Old Testament, when the Israelites escaped from Egypt, a pillar of cloud was set up by the Lord to protect them during the day, to give them shade. But a pillar of fire was given to them to light their way forward in the midst of complete pitch darkness. 
It doesn't matter how much darkness you have around you. And in today's world, we see so much darkness. Jesus is the pillar of fire that will guide you by night. You don't have to see what it is. You don't have to know where you're going. You don't have to know where your destination is. As long as Jesus is with you, you will have enough light to find your way through. He is the light of the world. Stay with Jesus Seek after him, and he will make his face shine upon you. Just like a sunflower receives the warmth from the sun, he will make his face shine upon you. That was living in the light. Our second point, oh sorry, that was revealing the light. My second point is living in the light. Once we have a revelation of who Jesus is, we can't help but be transformed by his power. And in his word, there is power. His word is living and active and sharper than a double-edged sword. It penetrates through soul and spirit and it judges, it, it, and it judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. His word has power to transform. And you know, in Romans 12, verse 12, it says, Do not be conformed to this world, conformed to darkness, but be you, be you transformed by the renewing of your mind. His word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. Whatever decision it is that you are struggling with, Jesus is the light that can give it to you. And I believe there's power that comes from reading his word, from being transformed in his word, from meditating in his word, taking every day to do that. Once we know all that Jesus has done for us, we have a responsibility to live in him. We can't ignore it. You can't be in Jesus's presence and not leave transformed. You will transform over time. And his word helps us do that. We have to live in his word. You know, there are many times, sometimes I grow anxious and I think, what am I going to do in this situation? And his word reminds me, don't be anxious for anything. But in prayer, petition, and thanksgiving, make your requests known to God. There are some times where you feel things are too heavy for you to carry. Maybe this Christmas season is like that for you. But the word of God says, my grace is, is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in your weakness. You don't have to carry it. Jesus will give you the grace to endure. His word convicts me. You know, often I'll have a conversation with Javis and he'll say something, I'll say something, and I'll go away. I think it was okay, but then I'll read God's word and I become convicted by the Holy Spirit. It was wrong what I said. I should go back and apologize. I should go and ask for his forgiveness. <laughs> Is that true in marriage? <laughs> Thank you, Javis. <laughs> he says he forgives me. He's, he's very patient. <laughs> the word convicts us. The Holy Spirit through the word convicts us. The word warns us as well. You know, if you live in Auckland, I don't have to tell you there are a lot of roadworks happening right now. It seems as though every neighborhood you go to, there's a bit of roadworks. 
And you often see that sign that says, you know, no entry, you can't go here. Or sometimes you have to wait until all the cars pass you and then the lollipop man will go, you can go now. But the Word of God does that too. You know, he'll say, don't go down that road. Don't sign that contract. Don't, don't, don't start that project. It's not yet time. Wait. Now is the time to go. The Word of God warns us as well. Don't hang out with those people. They're not right for you. They won't help you grow in your faith. God's Word warns us and helps us through the situations that we face. I have found the more I grow in my faith that God's Word is the only foundation I need. Jesus calls himself the cornerstone. The word became flesh and the word is Jesus. And I love this brick. I'd been watching Grand Designs. Does anybody watch Grand Designs? And I, <laughs> I like looking at the foundation, how they lay all the stones in the foundation. And I, I did a little bit of research around the foundation and what they have to do to get the foundation. And, and, I, and I, I researched the term cornerstone. What does cornerstone mean? And actually in history, they would put the cornerstone down first to build the building, and the cornerstone would determine the structure of the building and the alignment of the building so that when the winds and the waves come, the cornerstone kept the building in place, secure. Jesus is the cornerstone so that when the winds and waves come and bash against the house, the cornerstone is holding you fast in his hand. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, for your word. I want to challenge you today. Is Jesus your foundation in every area? Of life living in the light in order for him to be our foundation we have to seek after him we have to daily be spending time in his word for it to transform us living in the light My third point is experiencing the light. You know, we spoke about its transformative power. And that's very true. And often I'll think of myself one way based on what people have told me throughout my life. But Jesus tells me the identity that he has for me in his word. We know God's identity through his word, his nature. So if anyone tries to trick us, we can always come back to the Word of God. We experience His light and transformative power so that we are not conformed to the Word, to the world, but transformed by His Word. Jesus wants us to live an abundant life. And just like that sunflower that becomes a full bloom, Jesus wants us to to live abundantly, for the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but Jesus comes that we might have life and life abundantly. And that means we need to give up every area of our lives that is not in submission to God. As we go into 2024, we need to lay aside those old patterns of sin 
We have to live transformed. We cannot be living in the darkness and living in the light. Whatever pattern of sin it is or whatever it is that you've been struggling with, 2024 is a new year for you. It's time to let go of those things that have been laying you down, holding you down, that have been strongholds in your heart. Perhaps it is unforgiveness. Maybe it is a pattern of sin you need to let go of, a cycle, whatever it is. Let go of it so that you can walk into his abundant life that he has for you. We cannot be living in both darkness and light. You have to shine for him so that you can reveal his glory to those around you. Wherever you are, whether it is in school, university, your homes, wherever you are, we need to reveal his light to all of those around him, around us, so that he can get the glory, so we can bloom for him, experiencing his light. You know, the Bible says, and this is another, I am. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Not my truth, not your truth, but the truth. The foundation that is laid in our lives provides the truth. And through that, we are transformed into who he wants us to be as we follow after him. So as we end off this morning... I want us to go over our points. Firstly, that Jesus is the source of all life. And we are to worship him just as we see nature around us reflecting and glorifying him, Jesus, above. All of the angels in heaven glorify him and worship him daily for every second of every hour. We too are to seek after him in the same way. Worship the Lord regardless of the situation and circumstance you might be facing today. Our second point was living in the light. Now that we know, when we have a revelation of who He is, we have a responsibility to live in the light. And that means we live in accordance with His Word. We read His Word on a daily basis. He is our priority. He is our foundation for our homes and our lives. Our third point is that we experience His life. We can't know Jesus and not be transformed by Him. Sometimes we'll be hanging on, won't we, to our own baggage or luggage from season to season, from year to year. Jesus asks us to let go of the sin that so easily entangles. You have to run that race. You can't be driving a car forward by looking through the rear view mirror. It's impossible. Let go of the past. Let go of the bad cycles. Let go of the sin. And run forward into what God has for you so that you too might shine in all of His glory and bloom just like that majestic sunflower that all might give praise to your Father in heaven. Thank you, Jesus. Thanks for listening. We hope this message has blessed you. For more information about our church, you can find us online at c3grow.org.